Hello, and welcome to Spectology, the science fiction book club podcast. I'm your host, Adrian. I'm Jin Jenny. And I'm Whiskey Jenny. Hello, guys. Thank you for coming back. Uh, so Spectology is a book club podcast where we normally pick books, read them, and talk about them. Uh, today, however, we're doing kind of a, one of our... Uh, common bonus episodes, a thing we call Things We Like, uh, where we talk about things we like. Uh, and I'm joined um, by our guests this month, uh, Whiskey Jenny and Gin Jenny from the Reading the End podcast. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from them and kind of, you know, a longer intro about who they are and what they do, they have a wonderful podcast, a really great blog. Um, all at readingtheend.com, so go check that out. And also, they are on our episodes about Anne Leckie's new book, which which we've been reading this month. But also, bonus content, the hashtag content gods never die, um, <laughs> even if other gods can. So <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Um, so yeah, uh, Jin Jenny, do you want to begin uh, with what's, what's your first thing that you like? Yeah, my first thing that I like, um, this is embarrassing because I am about seven months behind the rest of the world. Um, but still I'm happy about it. I, I never watch movies. Um, for me to watch a movie is incredibly vanishingly rare. Uh, so I expect a lot of praise when I do watch a movie. Um, and I just watched Spider-Man into the spider verse and, uh, it was great. It was terrific. Everyone was telling me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really liked it. The animation, People kept saying the animation was really exciting and innovative. And I was like, that's going to be lost on me. I don't know anything about animation. But but it really is. I mean, even regardless of the level of uh, knowledge you have about animation, it's really cool looking. Um, the soundtrack is great. The voice actors are all great. Uh, in particular, I want to shout out uh, Jake Johnson, who voices the Peter Parker iteration of Spider-Man from another universe. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Johnson played uh, Nick on New Girl. And he has this... He's one of these actors whose voice I find just inherently funny, but he also sounds like he's at all times. He sounds like he's teetering on the precipice of disaster, uh, which was a very, very funny (laughs) look for a sort of, you know, uh, a Peter Parker who's let himself go to seed a little bit. Um, And I just every sad superhero. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so funny. Um, And and Spider Gwen also makes an appearance. Um, I am extremely, extremely and for life team Gwen Stacy not team MJ although new Spider-Man might make me change my mind because Zendaya is as cute as a button um but yeah it was just a really great movie it was a it was as so often when I was watching when I watch movies I was like god this is so long why isn't it the length of a tv episode um but but I enjoyed every individual moment the characters were all really great I loved Miles's family um Mm. it just Gosh, overall, just really, really terrific. Everyone was absolutely correct. And I'm so glad I finally watched it. So that's that's all I got. Uh, who, who else wants to? Um, let's see. So my first thing uh, is Anna Atkins, who is a, or was a photographer in the 1800s. Um, I just took a, God, you're so fancy. I know, I know. Go on this ride with me. <laughs> so I just took a, I just took a um, cyanotype class, um, which is like, uh, light sensitive printing like you have the mm-hmm. substance on your paper and then you put something on top of it and where where is not covered turns blue in sunlight and where is covered um is white mm-hmm. so they look really there's those really cool like dark blue indigo 
photographs. You are blowing my mind. Continue. <laughs> it was so much fun. I loved it so much. Um, but we also learned a little bit about this woman, Ann Atkins, who was one of the like really she didn't invent it, but she was one of the really early adopters of this process and um, used it to make. Uh, like used it for a lot of botany purposes and made a lot of cyanotypes of like British algae. And she has a, she has a book that I think is called like British algae. <laughs> it's a really it's a, photographs of British algae, which I think is a really cute book title. Um, and so, yeah, so she was like super scientific way before many women um, of her time where she uh, was like maybe one of the first female photographers, but uh, like, you know, history cannot determine that mm. since we don't have a time machine. Um, but she was certainly a very early photographer. And a lot of libraries have um, scans now of the of the beautiful prints that she made of these algae. So I would recommend checking them out. The New York Public Library has a bunch of scans. I think the British Library has some. And they're also like spooky and cool looking. And the um, other thing I find really interesting is the text at the bottom saying like this is this kind of algae. She also somehow made is somehow cyanotyped on there like it's not handwritten it's like she handwritten wrote it and then the light didn't penetrate through the ink and then so it's like cyanotyped on there and it looks so cool um so everyone go look up anna atkins wow that sounds amazing really cool i also feel so lowbrow now for my (laughs) (laughs) i I assure you my other other two were very lowbrow that was just my one (laughs) yeah once i say my second one you'll feel better about yourself okay okay. no that's really cool i am i'm gonna look those up because i i love that kind of like old technological art type stuff it like really gets me going um Okay, so that being said, uh, the first pick is probably going to surprise no one who follows me on Twitter because it's all I've been talking about. It's Detective Goddamn Pikachu. (laughs) 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 Uh Um, (laughs) uh, Which is so uh, Detective Pikachu. It it shouldn't work at all. It's a like video game movie about like some weird side spinoff video game of the Pokemon franchise. I've never played a Pokemon game of any sort. I don't know anything about them. Um, But the movie is just the most goddamn charming thing I've ever seen. Uh, And I've not been able to get enough of it. I thought it was going to be terrible. Like, Detective Pikachu, what is this? And then I saw the first trailer and I was like, oh, no, I'm in love with this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I went to go see like the essentially the second screening public screening time in New York. I went to go see it like opening day before opening day. It's official opening day was the 10th and I went to go see it on the 9th, um, which is how much of a dork apparently I am. And (laughs) it was just everything. I mean, it was kind of like the um, what you were saying about Spider-Man, where it was just a lot of like, you know, there's all these kind of like big adventures and game, whatever, whatever movies these days. And they're all too long. All the yeah. like movies are just too long. Um, too long. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> a solid hour and a half story tells a complete story. It there's mm-hmm. a beginning, a middle, an end. There is falling action in Deumont, which like TV doesn't know how to do these days. Um, and it's just it's this perfect story. The acting is great. I've seen a lot of people like talking shit on the acting. I think the acting is perfect for what it is. It's a stylized like noiry gumshoe movie that's actually filmed on thirty five millimeter film so it looks gorgeous but is also there's just pokemon running around the whole thing um and it's funny it's so funny uh without being 
you know, it's Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu and he's also in these like Deadpool movies, which I've never seen and seem like a whole lot of, you know, fart jokes or whatever. This isn't that at all. It's just like charming and funny and like sad. I cried at the movie as we've established. I cry at all movies. So not super surprising, hey, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just loved it and, you know, just want to, you know, I mean, listen, how do you know that Detective Pikachu is a detective? He's wearing a detective hat. So how important, does yeah. how does Pikachu oh, know go. that he's a detective? Well, he wakes up, he has amnesia, but he's wearing a detective hat. So obviously he's a detective. <laughs> what Aww, more that is you very want? charming. <laughs> um, um, I, I will say one thing that I read about it that made me a little nervous about it um, is mm-hmm. that it I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't know how obvious it is that the villain is the villain. Um, so maybe spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but the, the villain um, is disabled and part of his motivation is not wanting to be disabled. So I don't love that. Oh, I guess, I guess that's kind of true. That is not quite how I read. It. I can see okay. how that is a reading. That is not yeah, how I read Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but. Right, right. Um, the, the, the villain is a like, rich capitalist oligarch sure before sure, sure. he but is also disabled kind of i mean he he's he's old um and as he uh-huh. is getting old he his body is breaking down it's not uh-huh. quite Got it. I, Got I it. can see why that would be a reading one would have i'm sure there's other problematic elements of it um yeah i didn't mean to say like you can't enjoy it i just did want to mention it for right like, totally you know, totally no that that's that's listeners. a good point though i do appreciate that um okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah speaking of uh extremely problematic things my next one um <laughs> uh is that the bachelor franchise is returning um i do not actually consume the bachelor as a show but i really really enjoy bachelor recap podcasts um and <laughs> no it's funny <laughs> no this is good this is good this is uh yeah, so um, the the bios for this, it's The Bachelorette that's about to start, and the bios for the men who will be competing on The Bachelorette um, were recently released by ABC, which means that Bachelor Recaps are now officially back in business. Um, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, I have listened to a couple of, one of, the, one of the things that's now happening is that after contestants finish their season, they'll they'll start podcasts recapping The Bachelor, and I don't really like those. Right. I think they're too like involved in the franchise to be good recappers um so the two that i listen to extremely religiously um are the ringers bachelor party podcast which is hosted by juliet Littman, um and she gets a lot of um because she works for the ringer she gets a lot of access to people at abc so producers and contestants and she has them on and she's a good interviewer um mm-hmm. and and her podcast is really fun and then also the huffington post has one called here to make friends that i really like so uh, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really, really happy it's bachelor season again. It like requires nothing of my brain to listen to these podcasts. So it's like very soothing. Here to make friends is such a good name yeah. and reversal of that. Tri- mm-hmm. era. Uh, that's uh, so good. Yeah. Um, back when the ringer was Grantland, Juliet Littman had a podcast with another Grantland staffer that was called the right reasons podcast. And it covered mm-hmm. a lot of reality TV and I loved that one. I really miss it. Um, but bachelor party is good too. Interesting. It is interesting, like it, you know, you talking about them releasing the bios and kind of like these personalities that the ca- contestants have reminds me a little bit of Pokemon and like trying to collect <laughs> them all. <laughs> just a I sort can of see like that, yeah. right element of like, oh yeah, that's right. There is this almost sort of like sense of like 
collecting and like opinions on which ones are the good ones and bad. I totally see how that can be really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, like I said, it's the, the franchise is kind of a mess in a lot of ideological ways. So I, I right. don't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> recommend it for everyone, but I really do enjoy following the, the season through the recaps. Cool. Sorry, I'm still reeling from the genius of the connecting the transition between Pokemon <laughs> and The Bachelor. That was... <laughs> That was an amazing transition. <laughs> really, I, like during our whole recording of the Anne Leckie episode we just recorded, I it was all I could do to not relate everything to Detective Pokemon every time. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. I just, I'm in a weird headspace right now, guys. <laughs> um, uh, Whiskey Jenny, do you want to do your second one? Yeah. So my second one is um, a TV show that. I, it's not totally new to me, but I've been sort of coming back to it recently. Um, it's Letter Kenny, oh. which I hmm. really like and I really want more people to see. Um, it's this weird Canadian sitcom um, about this small town. And uh, I'm almost done with what's up on Hulu, which is why I've been sort of avoiding finishing it. <laughs> but that means that I was withholding it from myself. So I've, I've finally gone back um, and watched a couple of the last episodes and I have one more to go, which I may or may not finish. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But it's uh, it's so it's so charming and weird. Um, it's it does a lot like like a lot of um, structural things that I don't see in a lot of sitcoms, like some episodes begin with uh, the main characters reciting sentences that like uh, alliterate. Like they'll all recite a sentence that everything starts with an A and then they'll recite a sentence that everything starts with a B and they go through the entire alphabet um, and it still somehow relates to the plot and it's so weird. And they also do um, sort of like recurring bits really well. Mm. Um, it's in a small town and there's like uh, like the people you're mostly following are farmer characters and then there's like uh, hockey players and there <laughs> are um, First Nations people and... Um, I will say at the beginning, I, uh, I don't think it was great towards its gay characters and the First Nations characters, but I think it somewhat self-corrects. Um, uh, but again, as I say that as a white cis person, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, but uh, it has so many recurring bits um, that I like started using in my own life, but nobody else watches <laughs> it. So nobody else gets it. So I need everyone to watch it so that when I start like singing, to be fair, um, people will understand what I'm saying. <laughs> No, but I, I feel like I, me personally, that's some of my favorite jokes are literally the ones that are only for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> the like, bits that I know only I get. So. Yeah. I call proletariats profiteroles and, um, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's for no one. It is literally just for me. <laughs> whiskey cool. Jenny, I thought you were going to say whiskey cavalier and I was going to get really excited. <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. I'm still mad at that last I'm, episode, though. Uh, yeah, so. no, I am too. I, I am as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that is that? I've been seeing like Whiskey Cavalier, like adverts mm -hmm. everywhere, and I'm so, constantly like, why does this exist? Is it is it good mm -hmm. or is it like bad in a way that is enjoyable? Uh, I, I think it's purposefully fun and fluffy. Yes, okay, it's okay. purposefully fun and cool. fluffy. It stars um um I always try to call him by his name from Felicity. It stars Scott Foley, uh, who I've been a fan uh. of since his Felicity days. Um and he continues to be a, an extremely charming sweetie pie. So like his character works incredibly well and they've got a little team and I really like everyone on the team. Um mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think they're the greatest to their black character. Uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like a fun trash show. However, <laughs> they did Fridge a Lady in the most recent episode, so Whiskey Jenny and I are uh, pretty mad about it. Fair. 
interesting. Yeah. They fridge the lady, and like the, the reason I like it is it's so um, fluffy, and the yeah. um, the main dude played by Scott Foley is like you know he's a badass spy, but he is so feelings forward and like just wants to talk about his feelings all the time and like, <laughs> like watch you really mail. encouraging. Yeah, he loves rom coms and he's just like really encouraging to the rest of the team. And his sort of like co lead of the team, the lady, is the one who's all about like uh, you know killing people do murder time, faster right. yeah. yeah yeah do murder faster um and then he goes on this like re- he goes like into like angry mode and goes on a revenge spree for the lady and i just really didn't like yeah. how they totally changed that character willy-nilly so yeah, yeah that's obnoxious well so, bonus, but, bonus thing <laughs> right <laughs> things we're mad at right now right exactly yeah but I did really like it up until then, so I'm sure I'll forgive it eventually. Cool. So so my next one is uh, also going to be a TV show, although a very different kind of TV show, which is um, The OA on Netflix. Oh, is um, that good? So I have not seen the second season. The second season just came out. I've been kind of waiting for it for a while, and the first season came out almost two years ago, so I've been oh. re-watching the first season. And I just love it. Like, like I'm remembering like how much I loved this thing when I first started watching it. It's so different from any other TV show I've ever seen. Um, it's one that is very, the thing I'm going to compare it to, even though it's nothing like it, there, there's, there's a certain similarity of um, sensibility shared with, I want to say, like the Wachowskis movies, where mm-hmm. the Wachowskis movies and, and Sensei and like everything they've ever done is just like, like achingly sincere to a degree. I'm thinking of particularly like Speed Racer or, or um, uh, what's it, what's it's called? Um, yeah, I guess Sensei and uh, what's what's the Cloud Atlas, uh, where it's just like everything about it is this like super sincere, earnest, like love everyone kind of thing. Um, and there's something to that here, too, where it's like it's kind of science fictional mystery um, going on. There's also these just like gor- there's this gorgeous like historical episode that's set mostly in um, like I, I guess it would be like 1980s Russia it's just like beautifully shot and about this like little girl going through her life. Um, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, give too much away because part of the fun of the series is that it, you're kind of presented with a couple of mysteries. Like this girl goes missing and then she like comes back. And when she comes back, uh, she has like some abilities that she didn't have before because mm-hmm. she was previously kind of, uh, I, I, I guess disabled. Um, Again, I don't want to get into explicitly what it is because the reveal of this stuff is really fun. Um, but then you kind of learn what happened to her while she had disappeared for like five years or whatever it is. And it's a really like terrifying and harrowing story. It's definitely, you know, like not for the faint of heart kind of story, but it's also one that is very... I would I would almost say like loving of its characters trauma or like to them for their trauma. It's very like caring in a way. And it's also um, again, I don't want to give too much away exactly how, but like modern dance plays like a really big role. In it's not it. what I expected you to say. I know. Um, but I, I love modern dance. Like I'm a, I'm a really big fan of dance as an art form, even though I know like absolutely nothing about it. Um, and, but it's just like, it's, it's the, 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 the way that that works out over the kind of second half of the first season. is just like beautiful. So it's just like a beautiful TV show in like, 
yeah, in a lot of different senses of that word. So I've been uh, I've been rewatching that and enjoying it. Sorry, that was very long, but no, <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That these sounds good. Things that like I want more people to see, but it's also really hard to talk about in a way until some people have seen it. Sure. Uh, I feel like that about black sales, honestly. Although right. it doesn't stop me, I talk about it constantly anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so my next thing, um, I'm so excited about this. There was a comic uh, a while ago, and I think it had a run of maybe eight issues, and then it was it was done. Um, called Genius um, by Mark Bernardin, and I think the artist, the main artist, then was um, Afua Richardson, and it was really cool. It was about I, I honestly can't believe it got published. The premise is, what if uh, you know, the, the greatest military and strategic mind of our time um, were this uh, teenage black girl in the streets of Los Angeles. Mm. And um, she essentially unites all the gangs in Los Angeles and they secede from the union and basically go to war against the LAPD. Cool. Um, yeah, Pro it's that. so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I genuinely cannot believe that such an anti-police comic got published. <laughs> it was so great and I couldn't believe it existed. And I just felt like so lucky that even this short run of the comic existed. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, so it was in 2014. Um, and I loved it. And at the end of the comic, uh, of the first volume, um, there's a there's an implication that the story could continue, um, but it didn't get renewed and da-da-da. Mm -hmm. So I went to the library this most recent time and there was a thing that said genius. And I was like, that's weird. Why is genius on the new bookshelf? And there is a volume two. <laughs> My excitement is just at like the peakest of peak levels. Um, I haven't read it yet because I'm like so fucking excited about it. And I keep, it's just been on my bed and I keep looking at it and being like, Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Uh, so I just God, God bless image comics for making this a possibility. I'm so, so happy it's back and I hope it goes into like 60 million volumes and remains as awesome as the first one. Awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. So my last one is, um, extremely lowbrow. Uh, and I am <laughs> can't be lower brow than bachelor <laughs> recap podcast. So, well, uh, We'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's not lowbrow, but it's just extremely silly. It's not. It's it's barely a thing, but I'm I'm making it a thing just by declaring it a thing. Perfect. Um, and I will apologize to Adrian for um having so much visual talk in my in both of these things. Um, but there were two fish mentioned in the Raven Tower, which we which we read mm. for the other episodes. Um, Gar and Weaver, and I googled Gar and Weaver and. Oh boy, that was a ride. And I just, I really recommend everyone to go Google Gar and Weaver. Gar, like, are terrifying looking. They have, like, alligator mouths. They just have too many teeth. Too so many, many teeth. teeth. There's there's too many teeth in there. I don't know what's going on. Somehow they manage to look upside down, which makes them even scarier looking. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I just, I really think it's, I, I, you know, we've talked about on our podcast, um, sea versus space and i think it's so cool that this is a real thing that lives under the sea yeah the sea <laughs> is so fucked up yeah sorry but yeah <laughs> it's so weird and then weavers weavers have spiky poison backs like for real they have these little spikes coming mm -hmm. out um in the book i was like you made that up for this fantasy story right <laughs> but no they're real they have spikes um but my favorite thing about them is when you google them they have these like little grumpy old man faces they're so cute <laughs> Their little mouths turned out and it looks like they're like grumpy old British men who you've just said something offensive to. And they're like, I, well, I never. <laughs> yeah, they do have very like I said good day faces. <laughs> right. This is this is Gar. How do you how do you spell each of those? 
So it's G-A-R. Okay. And yeah, and it'll come and up in crosswords a lot. So if you do oh. crosswords, you've probably encountered gar before. And weaver is we-E-V-E-R. Okay. Cool. I will I will look this up. I'm a big fan of fish just generally. So <laughs> well, this is, <laughs> like this, this is the thing about the sea is that the creatures that live under the sea are such fantasy creatures, yet they are real. Right. They're real. Right. How is that real? It's so They're, bananas. A lot of them are raw. So I, I grew up in Alaska, like on the coast, and oh, like, fishing is a you know big big part of life up there. It was a fishing town essentially. And um you know, halibut are, are one of the big like uh, types of fish that we fish up there. And they're so weird. They start off swimming like a fish with eyes on each side of their face and they swim around in the mm-hmm. water. And then as they get older, they turn sideways, settle down flat on the ocean. One side and what used to be one side was their was the left and one was the right. Now the left becomes the top and the right becomes the bottom. They change color. Their eyes migrate from being on either side of their head to Man, both being on saying. one side. What? What the their fuck? Their eyes fish? migrate around their head. How I does just, that like, even happen? And every then they time live I think on the bottom. <laughs> It's so weird. Every time I think about catfish and how you can catch catfish by like putting your hand down and letting them mm-hmm. like grab your whole arm and then you just pull them up. <laughs> that's a real thing from real life. I just don't understand it. Right. But that's also a thing about humans. That's also just a thing we do, <laughs> to be fair. Sure, sure. <laughs> but no, fish fish are weird and are fantasy so creatures. Weird. That's a yeah. really good pull. <laughs> Wow, that is wild. Halibut, man. All right. Yeah, halibut. So my final thing is just uh, another TV show um, because I have, that's all I've had time for recently uh, in my life to enjoy is, and it is um, The Tick on Amazon. Uh, season two just dropped a few weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, but it's really good. It's really fun. It's just like a fun not frivolous, but it's like a not overly weighty, self-important kind of TV show, which, you know, again, like the, like every movie is too goddamn long these days. Like every TV show takes itself way too seriously. Uh, This doesn't, it's just funny while also being very like caring towards its characters. There's a sentient boat that like falls in love with one of the like human characters and it's really sweet the way it's handled and no one is like ever making fun of anyone for any of it. It's just like, oh, like it's maybe kind of uncomfortable and like the human character doesn't necessarily reciprocate in the same way, but like everyone treats each other with respect anyway. And it's like if the TV show can do that with a boat, like why can't we do that with each other? Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, I, I always say that message. my my TV sweet spot is like middle brow TV that's smarter than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very much what this feels like, and it's also, I mean, like the tick, maybe low brow TV that's right. smarter than it needs to right. be. Right, uh, the tick is something like I watched the Saturday morning cartoons and the live action TV show in the '90s and everything too. So unlike yeah. Pokemon, this is actually something that like I have a history with. So I started like sure. watching it due to that, and it's it's like better than the old versions were, um, which is nice, Yay. even though it's like the same creative head like writing it all of it, um, which is which is cool too. So yeah, I don't know, I've just been enjoying that and I know that they're in the middle of like will they won't they get renewed kind of thing so people should watch so they get renewed by the evil corporation that is Amazon uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll hail Jeff Bezos um, yeah so I think that's it for me unless there's any honorable mention <laughs> bonus things no, no, I, I, 
I could have many, but I will not. Right. Right. <laughs> Always. None for me either. Cool. Well, thanks so much for doing this, guys. This is a fun yeah, little wrap thanks. up for really the month fun. here. Um, so yeah, thank you. I will I will talk to you all later. And everyone should, you know, go listen to Reading the End. Fun stuff, good stuff. Um and listen to our other episodes. I actually don't know which order these are going to be released. So either listen to our second episode or subscribe and listen to it in a week. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.